reading from the Sri Chaitanya Bhagavad Anchilila 2, text 301. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Hena Mate Mahanande Shri Gora Shundar Ailena Katadina Katak Nagar in this way, Sri Gorsunda traveled in great ecstasy for a few days and then arrived in Katik. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unlatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Pancha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Vaibhacha Patitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar, Shivas Adi Gor Bhakta Brinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. I think he had a weekly newspaper and then someone may have challenged him, how will you be able to, you know, write something about Krishna every day? And I think his answer was something like, you know, we could write something every minute about Krishna. I was thinking that because we've been following something that had similar themes and I really have to pray to Krishna to, to keep this, I basically go for an hour, keep it in a certain flow and, and dynamic and kind of take shelter of that, that if I pray to each word, then certainly volumes of volumes of meaning will come and I'll be able to say something. And I always try to put it in context. This is Lord Chaitanya's journey to Puri from Katwar, where he took sannyas. And same points, but just briefly, that's the duty of a sannyasi to it's all our duty is to have certain circumstances where we put ourselves out of our material protective agents that give us the illusion that we are the controller. You know, when they say there's challenges of household life, 
course, Kali Yuga is so merciful that it's hard to become attached to it. Um, but the idea was, is that when you live in house and family, et cetera, things that you have attempted to organize yourself, you fall under the illusion that actually you have. And we forget that God's mercy, there are five factors of action uh, and only one is the endeavor. But the material illusion is that the endeavor is everything. And that's the illusion that I am the controller. And that's condemned in the Bhagavad Gita, where it says, Prakriti Kriyamanani Gunai Karmani Sarvasha Hankara Vumudhatma Kartaham Iti Manyate. If you think Kartaham, Aham Karta, I am the Karta, I am the controller. Kartaham Iti Manyate. If I think that, Prakriti Kriyamanani Gunai Karmani Vumudhatma Kartaham. Then, then very foolish conception. Because it's that conception and the desire to for that to be the reality that keeps us lingering in this material world. So in the traditional Indian social structure, there would be a period of life where a person put himself outside of his material protective agents so that he can directly see that it was God that was doing it all along and helps one to feel God's mercy, therefore, and helps one to, to give up the Help, helps one to give up the, the ego, the ego. I tell you, you know, I, I'm, 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 many things I'm thinking about, you know, and, and one is this, con, this concept of, of, of conditioning. And, and conditioning really means putting into your consciousness um, attachments and conceptions that are illusory and antithetical to the soul or creating needs. It's just, it's just um, what do I say conditioning means? What's that word? What they do with Pavlov's dog and Anyway, you create needs, conditioning needs. And, and I, I, you know, I always thought, you know, I, I always had that shelter of India for six months where, you know, it was difficult. And, and from that, I learned to become detached. And I had much experience how things are completely out of my control. So I'm wondering now in America, maybe I'm becoming conditioned conditioned to certain enjoyments, expectations, conceptions, just by, by living here. 
and not being able to participate fully in one sense and you know like a preaching mission traveling is restricted you know i i just thought of my shower in vrindavan after getting a shower in vrindavan and then having then having hot water which lasts for three minutes <laughs> you know but now I, i'm conditioned that it could last as long as i want And then what happens is, then that is a requirement on me. And I become dissatisfied or unhappy when it's not met. And that's a problem because ultimately we're not the control and the world moves against our, our will. And the only way to be happy is Santosh, one of the Yamas. Niyamas, Santosh, it's enough. I'm satisfied. Because it creates demands on your consciousness and also on, on, not only demands on your consciousness, but on your time. Because we can't control, if we become conditioned, too conditioned to certain circumstances, then we have to put energy into maintaining them. And we have to put energy into to, to our consciousness, which is disturbed when the world doesn't go according to our way. And it won't. It won't. Anyway, I'm just thinking about, again, the same theme here that I think is important for us to consider how important simple living is, how important is how important is, is, is the practice of toleration rather than the life of constant adjustment because it fails, because we're not the controller. And we increase our demands that take us away from spiritual life. I think that's the whole material civilization. We have so many demands. We have a standard of living but we have so many demands to maintain it. And we can see, just look at the modern civilization. People don't have time. So many demands are made. Even that little iPhone, that little internet, there's demands and it's not for Krishna. And we have to have them. And we have to check this and we have to do this and we have to be on this. And we have to live this way. We, and what happens? We can see it now. Simple living, Prabhupada said. So for, for what? For the purpose of high thinking. So we have to, we have to look at the story and, and look at Lord Chaitanya and, and I'm meditating on his travel and his simple life. And of course, principles have to be applied according to the circumstance. But a lot of these things we just have to be thinking about. What the modern life of, of, of comfort and, and demands that we have to be peaceful in terms of being connected and whatever it is with the, with the media and the mechanisms and the life 
So anyway, Lord Chaitanya is traveling in this culture as a sannyas and uh, living simply. And therefore he has all the time in the world for spiritual life and to cultivate um, that realization that God is controlling and God is providing and God is maintaining. Because with that conviction, one can live simply. <laughs> with that realization, one can live more simply. This conception of ahankara, I am the doer. It puts us into that activity. Anyway, there's some conception here. I don't really feel I'm as lucid as, as usual or as I can be, but Lord Chaitanya is traveling. And of course, within his traveling, the other interesting thing is it's pilgrimage. It's a particular type of travel where we organize it in a way that our priority, our absorption uh, is spiritual practice. Sarup Siddhi Bhakti. Bhakti, that the, uh, the, the activity even beyond our consciousness is spiritual, like chanting the holy name. Yes, when we do it in the right mood, we get more out of it, but the holy name is powerful. Like Prabhupada said, Allen Ginsberg visited him in London. He hadn't seen him in 10 years. And when he left, the devotee said to Prabhupada, you know, Prabhupada, he seems to be a little nicer now. Prabhupada said, yes, even chanting the name in offense, gradually there'll be some uh, advancement. So, Lord Chaitanya is traveling and He's doing it in bhava. There's nine symptoms of bhava. And one is this strong desire in the heart to see the places of the Lord's pastimes. There's shetra and there is tirta. I once read a distinction. Now I don't remember which is which, but there's two types of holy places. One where the Lord appeared and one where the Lord is intensely worshipped. So he's going into the places of the Lord's appearance, and he's going to the places where the Lord's intensely worshipped. And he wants to see them all. He wants to go here and here, because it's, it's an honor of the Lord that he worships to take darshan and offer your heart and it's an udipan, it's an inspiration for, for devotional service. So he's traveling and he, and he winds up in a city called Yajapur, and then he disappears because 
They said, where? They asked Nityananda, well, where's the Lord? Well, he said, don't worry, don't worry. We're in Yajapur, there's thousands of temples. He wants to go see them. He wants to go see them. It's like offering your heart. And there's so many places where you can offer your heart. I want to offer my heart here. They're all portals to the spiritual world. You know, the, 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 what, what is the deity? The deity is an authorized manifestation of God. It may be material externally, but it is empowered to be spiritual. And I thought of the best analogy of this. The best analogy of this is um, a mailbox. You can make a box, but it won't have any potency because it's not authorized by the government. You can make it exactly the same. But if it's authorized by the government, then any letter that goes in there with a little code, it can go to any place in the world. It's not so relevant, this analogy today, because I don't even think there's any more mailboxes, but previously there used to be mailboxes. You go and you probably, a lot of people here don't even experience that. You want to mail a letter, you put it in a box. They'd be on the street and they'd be painted because it was authorized. So same thing. These deities are authorized. In other words, just like the mailbox, first it has to be a particular color, a particular shape. It has to have a particular painting. And then it's authorized. The same thing, the deity, there's a particular shape, and then it's authorized. And then when it's authorized, just like you put a letter and it can go to any place in the world, you can put your heart there and it'll go directly to God. And therefore, when you get a holy place like Vrindavan or Yajapur, it's just, I want to deliver the, the letter of my heart. And that's what bhakti is. Bhakti is, is giving our heart to God because that's his pleasure. And that's our, it's God's pleasure and it's our purpose. And by doing that, it facilitates our purpose because our purpose is to develop love. And, and it's, it's one of the five most potent items of devotional service to worship the deity. There is an energetic connection. As much as a calf and a cow have an energy between them, we have an energy between us and God. So when we're in the presence of God in the right consciousness, we will feel that energy and how joyful it is to go to one place after another where God is manifest this way and he's manifest that way. And, or, or the, the samadhis of his devotees have the same potency in this way and that way. And we offer our heart and it goes to God and it goes to God. And then God sees your heart and here here, the deity sees your heart. I'm offering to God accepts it. So devotees like to do this. It has a potency. So he goes, and Lord Chaitanya goes to all the deities. Goes to all the deities. And, but, the, but the interesting thing is, 
the real way where God is establishing the deity is by the holy name in our heart. What the deity should be in one sense, if you have a home deity, it's, it's how God appears in your heart, then you look for the external manifestation of it. And then that's a connection that you have. And if you express that desire and devotion through the holy name, then God manifests there. That's the main pran pratishta. Pratishta means to establish pranap life. So there's a pran pratishta. When you install the deities, there, there's, there's a, a system. If you've ever been to where a deity was established, pran pratishta. Pratishta to establish pran life in that deity that God appears. So he's going to so many deities. And by doing that, he also makes the place glorious because a holy place is glorious where the Lord appears, but where the Lord is intensely worshiped. Now, this is very interesting because what happens is it becomes especially potent because there's so many deities where the Lord is intensely worshiped. And then Lord Chaitanya goes to those deities and he intensely worships those deities. And then he's appeared in that place. So it also becomes worshipable because the Lord appears in those places. And because Lord Chaitanya, again, I have heard this term once, I don't hear it much among commonly, but I, I like it, the Acharya Leela the pastime of teaching us. So he's going to all the holy places and you'll see in the commentaries by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he gives a description always. There's a reason for that. This is how you get it. It's near the railway and it's worshiped by these people. Pilgrimage because it was a facility for people. They're in their house and look at Indian culture, you're in your house and then you're going on pilgrimage. And in your house, you're involved in so many business and family and so many headaches and so many things, but this pilgrimage. And then the consciousness is different. Where is Krishna? That's what the deities are, where is Krishna? I remember I, I was once with Sachinandana Swami. We did this Navadweet Mandal Parikram. It was such a glorious thing. My God, you can't imagine what it's like to walk through the nine islands of Navadweep and camp out. That was my camping experience in my life. And uh, doing kirtans. And I remember it was one night, it was getting dusk it was getting dark and then someone told Sachinandana Swami that over there some place is where the Lord you know did this and that and then, I saw him like a dark I mean this is this is Bengal there's cobras and snakes and he's just going that's Baba to see how inspirational right now my mind is going to the Chaitanya Math in, in Mayapur, 
the Samadhi of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, where he started, really he started the mission. A beautiful mandir and bhakti siddhanta and then the prayers to him and doing kirtan in that place. And then those you remember, they, they brought Govardhan Hill and they made a Govardhan Hill there. I think many of you have come with me there. Then we do that Dandavat Parikram. And then there's Radhakun. And then before that, there's Srivasanga, where, where, the, where the Sankirtan mission began. Where they used to have the nocturnal kirtans. And where they have those deities on the altar of, of, of the evening Arctic, where Lord Chaitanya, the Mahaprakash, he sits on the altar, takes the Shalagram Shila on his lap, and then says, I am he, I am he and then begins to bless everyone. Kiba jaya, jaya goran chander, aroti kesova, jai navitata vani, jagamana loba, it's describing the Panchatattva. Bame Gadadhar, the left, Akine, Nityananda, the right, Srivas, the, the umbrella. Aroti Koreno Brahma. Brahma is doing the Artik. So to visit these places, I remember that this was like an amazing, I'm, I'm feeling in this because it's Lord Chaitanya. I just remember some of the Prikrams and a lot of you who, who benefit from the, the Bhakti Center, one of the main personalities responsible for the Bhakti Center is this devotee named David Dritta. He used to single-handedly support it. And he was a and he actually used to maintain the deities because he had this business in Manhattan. And Kastuba worked for him in Akinchana Krishna and Kaliya Krishna. And I remember he was just so generous that we had his birthday, and Radhanath Swami came up there to glorify him. But he was really. If, if if you had to make a situation comedy about a New Yorker, you would use him. I, I, I don't even want to go into this routine with him and the personalities that were surrounding him. It was a situation comedy. And I remember he came to my Vyas Puja one year in New Jersey and literally had withdrawal symptoms from Manhattan. And the Brahmacharis, who loved him so much, had to carry him back to New York. This is a fact. And I'm shocked one year he shows up in Mayapur. He shows up in Mayapur and he comes on Parikram with me. And I never forget when we're doing Kirtan, he's just wild in this Kirtan, wild. And we come to Sribas Angam. 
which is the place where the Sankirtan movement began. And I remember him in ecstasy saying, I just was, it was unbelievable. He, he was chanting and he just lost it. He was in so much ecstasy. He just said, this is the place, this is the place where the Sankirtan mission began. He said, this ain't normal. It's like highest compliment. So that, that sense of, of, of seeing the Lord and going to him, praying and invoking the sense of the different sense of the Lord's appearance and the different pastimes that happened there. I remember one year I was really fortunate. I was in Vrindavan. I never leave Vrindavan during Kartik. Never. Nor do I leave Govardhan during Kartik. I do my Niyama Seva. That's my, that's my strength. If I have any strength in spiritual life, it's Kartik. Bhakati Janati Madhavatiti, the days of Lord Hari give birth to devotion. And this is a month of, of Sri Radha. And we follow it quite strictly in the association of devotees and everyone is just, it's chanting and hearing. If you're at the Govardhan place by Sheshika Prabhu and Keshava Bharti, are leading a group of people who are reading, this is no joke, they're reading the Bhagavatam six to eight hours every day. And they've done this every year for 20 years and they only increase the association. But one year I got a message from Naranjan Swami that he was going to be in Mayapur during Kartik with Devamrita Swami. And he asked me if I could please come because they're going to go on just a small parikram. Just those three. And the Chutapriya, I think this devotee who heads the mission in Ukraine, and Vraja Kumar's disciple who would drive us in the car. And I remember we just go to one place and just read and just hear and chant. And, and, and in places are personality. So there's the, the, the sense is always reciprocation. There's reciprocation. The Leela is a personality. There's a reciprocation with those. And that's the way Bhakti works. Bhakti works by, it's the path of grace, which means you get more than you deserve by the effort you put in. So you put in some effort, you sit in these places, you chant the holy name. And the Ranjan Swamis, Bhajans are just, where we go? Um, Surabi Kunj, we went to Surabi Kunj. With it, with, this is where the, the, the island of Godrum is the island of Kirtan. The island of Kirtan. That's why I sing that song. Nadia Godrume Nityananda Mahajan Patiachi Nam Hata Jivarakaran Shadavan Jan Hey Shadavan Jan Hey. So we're singing all these Bhaktivinotakur Bhajans on his porch overlooking the Jalangi to see the new temple 
where he predicted. Borosuke Kabegai, Borosuke Kabegai. Let's rest that song. But beautiful bhajans. So this is what Lord Chaitanya is doing. So he goes in Gajapur, and now he arrives in another place, which is Katik. After taking bath in the sacred Mahanandi, the Lord went to the temple of Sakshi Gopal. So the deity of Sakshi Gopal used to be in Katik. Now it was, then it was moved to Jagannath Puri. And then it was brought to a village which became known Sakshi Gopal. But at that time it was situated. And what happened is when they went there, I don't think it's gonna be described here. It's described in Majulila chapter five the story of Sakshi Gopal. But the story of Sakshi Gopal is when they went on Prikram here, Lord Nityananda started tell, telling the story of Sakshi Gopal. And I'm not gonna tell the whole story here, but again, it's the same thing. You can imagine they're at the place of the pastime. And now it becomes double. Well, it's because the Lord appeared there, the Lord's worshiped there, and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is worshiping the Lord there. One time I went to Jayapur with um, just a few like young, straight edge, just becoming devotees. Just becoming devotees. And we traveled very simply. And we're going into the Jaipur Mandir, which is, if you know, there's a city built around Radha Govinda. So you have to almost enter the fort to come to the city. And the whole city is based on that deity. And Mangalartik means 10, 20,000, 5, 10, 20,000 people with so much devotion. And they're just arriving and coming in. So we're coming into one of the main gates and on the side of the gates, there's different houses. And this person, what's his name? He comes out of the house and he's a God brother. Now, what happened is when Prabhupada was in Mumbai, There were certain Indians that came forward that became part of Prabhupada Lila, and they were such characters, personalities, amazing people. And they almost became like friends of Prabhupada. Almost like for Prabhupada Lila, Bombay was Vrindavan. Prabhupada had intimate relationships in Mumbai. I mean, this man, P.L. Seti, that famous story, it's, this person had so much love for Prabhupada, Prabhupada told him he didn't even need to get initiated to be his disciple. And he had a, a bungalow, a house there called Sri Vrindavan. So he was like a Vaishnav. And when, when the devotees were, were, got that land and then they were cheated by this evil Mr. Nair, And the court case was on Monday, and this was Friday.
Now, the devotees win the court case because there's a temple on the land. And you, you can't remove a temple according to Indian law. It was something like that. I don't know the details. But this Mr. Nye, um, there's this Mr. Nye was such a demon that he hired these, we call them gundas, thugs, and they came Friday night and they destroyed the makeshift temple. There was a lady, Pajari, I forgot her name, but she's famous because she was holding on to the metal and they had to drag her out. She was famous for this. And Giriraj Swami was very simple. He didn't know, so he 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 went to Mr. P. L. Seti, who was Seti is a Shatrius, had this mustache. I, I did a program in his house. I met him. It, it's unbelievable when he tells this story. And Giriraj Swami came to him. His son's name was Braj P. L. Seti. And he said they destroyed the temple. And now the court case is Monday. What should we do? He was in construction. He said, then we will reconstruct the temple. And then Giriraj Swami said, but what will they do if, what will we do if they come? And he turned to his son, Braj, and said, Braj, get my gun. And he stood out there in the rain when that temple was being constructed, sitting on a chair with his gun, fearlessly. And they, they, they reconstructed it for the, for the case. So this was another person, I forgot his name, but I will tell you, no one, I forgot the name, Mun Mohan his name was. He took initiation from Prabhupada. He was a, a uh, Marwari, but living in Mumbai, Marwari or Jayapur businessman. So when we came into the temple, um, he said, come, come to my house quickly, quickly. I'll give you something. Come, come. So he brought us into the house and he started preaching like a firebrand. That, okay, that Prabhupada was greater than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <laughs> that Prabhupada was greater than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he, and he was, he, he's, I, I almost think he was standing on the table. He was, he said, because Lord Chaitanya worshiped Krishna, that's one. But Prabhupada worshiped Lord Chaitanya and Krishna, that's two. I mean, this guy, you know, it may seem a little fanatic, but he had this, his devotion was, he's, and there were, there were so many people like that in Mumbai in Prabhupada Leela. And it, it, I think it's coming out soon with Giriraj Swami. But here what I'm saying is, for us, this becomes a triple holy, it, it, because the Lord is worshipped as Sakshi Gopal. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is worshipping Sakshi Gopal. So for us, two is better than one. 
it becomes Krishna Lila and it becomes Gore Lila. It's a very special, this being marked where Lord Chaitanya is going to these various holy places. Of course, that story of Sakshi Gopal was this old Brahmin wanted to go on pilgrimage and this young Brahmin, just by his kindness of his heart, agreed to come with him. And he served him so humbly. And the older Brahmin was, was, was so touched that he said to the younger Brahmin, he said, I'm so moved by your devotion. I have a, a beautiful young daughter. She's come of the age and I, I wanna give her to you in marriage. And the younger Brahmin was saying, you know, cause even in Brahmins, there were this high, there's always high and low class. And he said, I don't think they'll accept me. I'm not of the status of your family. He said, he said, I promise. And I will promise in front of the deity of Gopal. And when they went back, then when the, the old man went back and he told his family, the family was so upset. And, and you can't imagine what caste means in terms of marriage in India. And, and there's some sense to it because it's a compatibility. When they did compatibility in India and why it was so rare to have divorce, besides the social pressure, but there was more than the social pressure. When you take someone from the same caste, exact caste, not even just Brahmin, Brahmin, but Brahmin this, this, they share the same values. And, 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 and what is conflict? is conflict when two people share the same space and have a different vision of it. There's such a, 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 a factor that we, we see the world according to our desires. It's called narcissistic consciousness. And I just give a simple practical example. Someone has a Vata constitution, he'll always be cold. And someone has a Kapha constitution, he'll always be hot. Not really, but difference. Those two people share the same room. One person, and I've seen this happen, he'll want the fan on because it's, the, I, I saw this once, I was sitting in a program we were all so hot and the fan was on. And then this thin sannyasi came in, was freezing and had, it, had the fan shut off. Because he was freezing, he saw the room, the, the, he saw the room, the reality of the room, according to his analysis, according to his desires, is no fans. And because we were so hot, we saw the room with fans. So compatibility means two people share the same room. They share the same life. But if they have different tastes, different conceptions, which culturally, 
then there's going to be conflict over what the reality of the place that they're living should be. Unless there's a high degree of maturity and a set goal of Krishna consciousness that can help transcend those things. So there was a, a reality like that. Then they would do the astrological charts. Not that they just pick anybody together and do astrological charts. No, they pick people with the same values, the same food, the same way they like it, the same way they deal with parents, the same customs, the same festivals. And then it becomes very powerful for raising children because you have a unity <laughs> and you have a culture where the child is born in that can regulate his life to something higher than himself very easily. That's what culture and rituals, and you see this in India, how, how, how unifying it is for the families. Where there's a particular little festival, they all do at a particular time. So it was a big deal for this family. And they said, no. And then they pressured that old man And when the young man came for his daughter, he said, I never said that. I never said that. And the young man was very worried that this old man who he loved and served was being forced to break his word. He said, but there is a witness and I will bring him. And then he went back to Vrindavan and he went to the deity and said, you know, you know, you are the witness, you have to come here and you have to come You have to come all the way to Katik. You have to come back with me because I'm your devotee and I gave my heart and we took the vow before you and this old man, and this older man, he's going to... And the deity said, I can't walk. I can't walk. I'm a deity. And then the young Brahmin said, well, if you can talk, then why can't you walk? And Prabhupada would laugh. He said, and then the the the... the the deity, he said, then the deity would, um, the deity would, um, uh, anyway, he said the deity was defeated. And then the deity and he and, and the deity said, okay, walk, but don't turn around. As soon as you turn around, I will stop, but you'll hear my ankle bells. And then the, he came to the village and he turned around, and then the deity was there. And and Nityananda is narrating this. And the sense of the the deity and the reciprocation with the devotee. When, when you go to uh, Mayapur and you go to the Jagannath Mandir that Iskand has, it's hundreds and hundreds of years old. And the stories of that deity and the relationship. Anyway, we'll read a little bit more and then we'll ask for questions. He, then he takes bath in a sacred river 
And then upon seeing the sweet enchanting form of Sakshi Gopal, the Lord roared in ecstasy. That's one of the sattvic abhavs indicating ecstasy coming from the heart. He's just jai, but just jai like roaring like a lion. And the Deki Sakshi Gopal, Deki, I saw Sakshi Gopal, Lavanya Mohan. Mohan means enchanting, and Lavanya means sweet. Now, the interesting thing is the root for Lavanya is salt, and the word in Bengali for sweet is salt. because salt is the thing that you add to the food that brings out the taste. Somehow salt, it brings out the sweetness of food. We all have that experience. Take a meal without salt, no sweetness, you take it. So it's Lavanya, Mohan. It's this sweet, enchanting deity. And the Lord, it just, it's, it's, it's Udipan, it, it just brings out his devotion. The Lord cried out, Prabhu, oh my master, and offered a basis in pr praying. He then began to cry wonderfully in ecstatic love. So always the original language has more meaning, so we'll read it. And, and most of the words we may know, but they're, there's important words that indicate things that English can't indicate. Prabhu, Bali, Namaskar, Karena, Stabana. Stabana, like, boom. Karena, he did. He did Namaskar. He did Namaskar. Namaha. Naaha, without ego. That's what it means. When you bow down, it's without ego. The ego is, I am superior, I am the controller. It's bowing down and in the consciousness that there's something greater than me. I remember this friend of mine that I told you he was in a temple and then he left to go to Govardhan because there was so much work. And every time he bowed down, he said, I am inferior, I am less. And that's so sweet. That's so sweet when you have a master. That feeling of prabhuta gan, the knowledge of superiority. It's antithetical to material consciousness. But in spiritual consciousness, it's so sweet. So sweet. Abhuta karena. Abhuta means wonder. It's one of the indirect rasas, generally manifest in dasya ras or shantaras, abhuta. It almost becomes a separate reality than the primary relationship itself, abhuta, such wonder. He saw, he cried out, Prabhu. And then he began to cry in wonder. And krandana means cry in prema anand in the ecstasy of, 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 of prema. Life is invoked in the deity forms of the Supreme Lord by chanting his holy name. The Lord has now appeared as Sri Chaitanya. 
So when they installed the Krishna Balaram deity, they got the local Brahmins. But Prabhupada said the real installation was the devotees chanting the holy name. Because Krishna is a person, he comes where there is love. He manifests where there is love. So he came where there is love. So Prabhupada wanted that. He said, but we do that because otherwise there won't be faith in the deities for the masses of people. So you need to do the, and it's important even in Gaudiya Vaishnavism to have prime petition, the ceremony, something's happening. It creates that, that impression. And, and, and faith is the mechanism that connects us to God. Faith is the channel of our consciousness that's receptacle to the reality of God. So faith is a very precious thing. And a Vaishnava's consciousness and relationship to others is always to promote faith in Guru and Krishna. People who on the internet speaking so freely about people they don't like or institutions they don't like, they do not know Vaishnava Vata, Vaishnavism. A Vaishnava, his only business is to deal with others to create faith in their heart, to help them open the channel of their hearts so they can experience God and increase their faith. So it's so important. So important. Ooh. to a Vaishnav society, its only business is to create faith. To create faith in other, and what's the greatest tragedy? Sora in the Bhagavad Gita, Ashradhana Muni, no, Ashradhana, the people become faithless. And then they become faithless because people in the positions of authority disappoint them. So we all have a responsibility actually to represent Prabhupada and Krishna. Because that's how people develop faith. They develop faith in something by seeing the people who would adhere to that. That's how they develop faith. So we have responsibility, all of us. Okay. Okay. Budajaya, you have some. Haribo Maharaj. Yeah. What do you have? Thank you for class. Um, I have, I was, um, when you said you, at the beginning of class, you were looking for the word that you used in conditioning. So I quickly flipped back to what you said, and the word was fortify. Here's what you said, uh, I think on Sunday. It said, conditioning means that we fortify a group of samskaras that are antithetical to the soul. Repeat that again, I like that. You said, so you said, conditioning means that we fortify 
a group of samskaras that are antithetical to the soul. Material conditioning, yeah. Material conditioning, yeah. Right. Like I need 10 minutes of hot water. (laughs) (laughs) That I need a a, a, um, smartphone bed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, like that I need blueberries and avocados. <laughs> I didn't have these, this conditioning when I was in India. I could live anywhere and anywhere, literally. I, ne- I Sometimes I didn't know where I was going to stay. And I, I lived in some very nice places. I lived in some very simple places. But I wasn't conditioned to avocados and organic blueberries. <laughs> My life is ruined. (laughs) Okay, thank you. (laughs) The evils of organic blueberries. (laughs) Okay, anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Bob. This is Gail. Yeah, can you repeat the... um, what what salt was analogous to? What what was analogous to? Salt. What? I didn't hear that word. So S-A-L-T, salt. Sweetness. It's the Bengali word for sweet. It's the same word for salt. And the word here was, like I have a disciple in Russia called Lavanya Radhika, the sweetness of Radhika. So it's the same word, salt and sweet. And the reason is, is because salt, when you add it to food, it brings out the flavor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's certain things that are so easy to understand, Gail, but don't make it by your, your logical analysis. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Any, anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna, Gumaraj, Toto Gopinath here. Hey, Hare Bo. Hare Krishna. Hare Bo. Good. Anybody else? Namasaki, Haribo. Hi. Okay. Haribo, Gurmadas. Thank you. Thank you. Roger Rade and Lal Govinda. Roger you, you also oh. can read. Oh, Sakshi Gopal. Haribo. 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 Um, you also can read Gail's Minds and know the exact thing she's going to. I, 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 I knew it. <laughs> I, I, I know when the the jump in logic is a half hair and she'll point it out. I always know. Okay. Okay. Anybody hey, else? Hey, Hi, hey, Jack. Okay. See you. What is it? A little more than, than three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I like your uh, post office analogy, and we do still have the blue boxes. 
<laughs> yeah, where do you got the blue boxes? All over the streets. Are they? I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. didn't know that anymore. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks, all right. Great class. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Thanks for this class. Every time you have a little different place. Oh, that's, sorry. It's different angle of this room. <laughs> is that your Vrindavan wall back there? Um, not here, but this side. No, no, yeah. I see on the other side. No, oh, no. Oh, you these are a... my embroideries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Very beautiful. Okay. How's the, how's the pandemic in Tehran? Have they le lessened down the lockdown yet? Yeah, a bit. But the life is a bit more normal, but many people get coronavirus disease. And then they get well sometime, and sometimes they die. Different news coming. Yeah, well, it's hard to believe the news, but anyway, <laughs> the news is whatever the powers that be want you to believe. Yeah. Okay, anybody else? Okay, one more person. Okay. Hare Krishna then, Maharaj. Hey, hey Malatra. Did you I sent you a message, an email. Did you get it? No, I did not receive it, Maharaj. I got this very nice letter. I can talk to you now from someone called Ian and Andrea. And they said they were at your initiation. Yes. Who are they? Do you remember? They're from England. They're from England. They were taking care at some point of uh, Gunagraji Maharaj. You remember, and I don't. That's because exactly. Very tall. What? They're very What's tall, it? very nice. Okay. Okay. Hi, Bo. I, I, I'll Hare call you and talk to you about it in a couple of minutes, okay? Okay, Maharaj. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? I'm going to say. Okay, we're gonna go. Bunch of compatriots, sacrifice in the baby,